Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up? What up? Hey, hey, hey. It's poppin'. It's poppin'. What's up? Welcome back to a new episode of You Watching or Nah. Hell yeah. I'm in the buildings. Kurt, got my man Marcus. Right, yo. My light-skinned brother. How you feeling? Good, man. Good, man. How about you, too? I'm doing all right, man. I'm not going to lie. You got a little gray in your goatee. You're kind of looking like a... Uh, a premature but still sexy silver fox. You know what? It comes in right over my ears too, which is like, which is like the trademark sexy old dude spot, mm-hmm. like right over the corner of the ears. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to going gray, man. Honestly, I wish my I wish my beard had a little more gray in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. talked about this. I think yeah. I think you pull it off, Brody. I tell you what, you don't don't pull off no Beijing because I'm gonna fry you. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Was a Beijing the black spray paint? <laughs> nah, man. If Shouts anything, to Carlos Boozer. If anything, I'm gonna do the. Uh, if anything, I'm gonna do the Michael K. Williams. And I'm gonna put the white spray paint in my On shit. The like I had told you, like he got <laughs> a whole Hollywood white. Hogan. He got a whole. <laughs> he got a whole white beard and then a black mustache and not a not a gray hair on his head. So. I don't know what he's up to. Like he just goes through to just for men with the comb, just in the mustache. Yeah, that could you know, be he does his thing. No, he, he swags it. So I'm with that. Okay. Um, how you? Well, not even your week, bro, because we just recorded like a few nights ago. Yeah, man, I'm liking this turnaround. But you know, in the in the last time that we chatted, shit, I can't complain, man. I had a one day work week. Okay. Um, and then my mom moved back up here, which is, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited about, it. I had a conversation with my wife about that. Cause you know, like our mother, my mother-in-law lives with me, which right. is cool. Like I got a real good relationship with my mother-in-law, yeah. but like, I think she kind of takes for granted having her mother in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like me for the last, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years, my mom has lived in a different state. So yeah. I usually see my mom like maybe once a year one, mm. once or twice a year but she moved back um her and my sisters are got a house together and helped her move in fix all her stuff and we're good to go word word all right word yeah what about you man? Dope, man well first of all shout to shout to both of them shout to your mother-in-law i love her man um <laughs> but she she was dope i loved her i met her in vegas at your wedding that was dope shouts to your mom shouts to joe's what's up joe's i know you be listening what's up baby that's my that's my mother right there that's my second yeah. mother um i'm the good kid though i never got in trouble with her not one time Ever. well only Ever. only when we fried your brother that one time I was making fun of his curl being dry, and she she told us to stop making fun of her son. I got we got in trouble once, and I think I don't know. Even though it was your BB gun, I think your mom thought I was the bad influence when we were shooting BB guns out of your window. Oh no, that she didn't think you was bad influence. She just said I I needed to relax. I needed to <laughs> I had to go into solitaire for that one, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was wild, but you know. Yeah. Here. No, my 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 couple of days been straight, bro. I had a lot of work and stuff, but um, everything's been cool today. I kind of chilled a little bit, um, mm. and finally got to check out something that we have been greatly anticipating. Which leads me to my next question. Okay, what movie are we watching, Kurt? We are watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I was doing the hand punches and all. <laughs> 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 <Just some niggas. laughs> 
you got you got you got four forward high punch on the motherfucker once That's in a right. while. Yeah, niggas lucky. Lucky I got marble counters where I test my might. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know how to put them back together. You know what I'm saying? Break <laughs> off the edge of this counter right now. All right, yeah. man. So yes, um, this today, this week, this episode, because it's been the same week. This episode, we are watching. 2020, 2021, new version of Mortal Kombat. Um, Mortal Kombat is based on the video game series, near and dear to both of our hearts. I think any man, any self-respecting man our age, this would be near and dear to them, right? Hell yeah. If you're a Street Fighter nigga or a Marvel Capcom versus, versus Marvel versus Capcom nigga, you're a weirdo, bro. I'm going to keep it real. Turn that Turn our podcast off right now. Get the fuck out of here, man. No, you still, or at least, look, just drag the thing to the end so it counts as a view, but get the fuck out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear this shit, nigga. Um, All right, but no, 2021's Mortal Kombat, um, summary of the movie. Hunted by the fearsome warrior Sub-Zero, MMA fighter Cole Young finds sanctuary at the temple of Lord Raiden, training with experienced fighters Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and the Rogue missionary, oh, missionary, not the position, my fault. The rogue mercenary, Kano. Oh, shit. Cole prepares to stand with Earth's greatest champions to take on enemies from the outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. Mm, I like it. Sounds like, sound, it. sounds like a good plot. This one does sound like a good plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So this movie was written, uh, uh, sorry, this movie was directed and co-produced by... Uh, uh, Simon McCoy, uh, as far mm-hmm. as I could tell, this was his first, this was his directorial debut. Another one, like he had a, he had another movie that I was able to find, but when I clicked on all the, every link that I tried, it said, if you have something you'd like to add to the, to this movie's information, click here. <laughs> so nobody knows shit about so, that. It uh, was from like 2004 or something. So in regards to his first movie, you don't even know what that shit is. I don't even know what that shit is. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. Shout out shout out if shout out if you're a fan of King of New York. Definitely shout um, out to Buddy. Me and Buddy do the King of New York dance every time we see each other after a long layoff. <laughs> so yeah, uh directed and co-produced by Simon McCoy. Um is also produced by James Wan and his crew from Saw and all of the Saw Universe uh Bloomhouse movies. Um oh. The screenplay was wit- written by Greg Russo and David Callahan. Um, Greg Russo, everything I saw on him, he's done a lot of writing for a lot of video games. Okay. Uh, and then Dave Callahan's his big credit uh, as far as screenplay writing was uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which recently came out. Okay. Um, and then, of course, like you said, screenplays were based on the 1992 video game from... Uh, Ed Boone and John Tobias. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, groundbreaking video game, man. Like, Hell it was up. the first video game that it wasn't cartoony. Like, these were real-looking niggas in there fighting. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of blood, which was awesome. A lot of blood. Inhumane amounts of blood. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I, you know, this game was... Uh, I love this game. Budget for this movie was $50 million, bro. Really? Yeah. That's not a lot. Well, it's kind of a lot. You put that WB behind it, you get, you know what I'm saying? How much? Go ahead. Sorry. So I mean, like today in today's blockbuster movies, right? And I think I think given the popularity of this movie um, and the popularity of this franchise, 
I think you could consider this to be something of a blockbuster type of movie. Um, but I mean, in today's world where a blockbuster movie is, you know, half a billion dollars and then they bring back in, you know, a billion dollars worth of revenue, 50 million is kind of a drop in the bucket these days, which is crazy in and amongst itself. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, I, um, money well spent as far as I could tell. Okay. Um, all right. So yeah, yeah. So um, before we get into this, I had a couple questions for you around this. Let's get it. What are do you? Have, what are some of your fond early memories of Mortal Kombat? Um. So the game itself. I think the the first time I actually saw the game for me personally wasn't in the arcade. It was the 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 commercial where it had everybody in the street running, and it was like Combat Day. And I had Sega Genesis, and most of the people I know had Super Nintendo. And so Super Nintendo did not have blood. Sega Genesis did have blood, but you had to do the blood code. A, B, A, C, A, B, B. And um, so a lot of people were, like, coming to my house to play Mortal Kombat on the Sega Genesis with the blood. Um, You were the popular kid. I was for a minute. Um, The... (laughs) The fondest memory I have, though, is actually like me in the arcade in the mall watching all of the guys, like all of the older teenagers who were hella good at the game play for hours. Like I would ride the bus to the mall, go in the arcade and I would be there for hours watching the guys that were really good play the game. And like when when all the challengers had left, they would look at me and be like, what's up, little dude you got next? I was like, no, no, I am not. You guys are really good. That's that's my fa- that's my fondest memory of that game. I saw Mortal Kombat in the arcade, the first Mortal okay. Kombat, or not in an arcade, should I say? It was the arcade machine, but it was at a pizza place. Okay. I lived in a small navy town in New Jersey, and uh, they had like a navy uh, a pizza place up this spot. And this was some real like Spike Lee, not Spike Lee, Spike kind of a racist, right? This is some real like Bronx Tale coming of age shit. Like it was like in the pizzeria owned by an Italian dude. Yeah. That always was in there, and he would let me like sweep the floors and give me pizza for it and shit. Like, yeah, and sweep the floor to get some quarters to play Mortal Kombat. I wish I would. Re- we moved kind of abruptly, but shout outs to him, bro. Like he was, yeah, he was definitely uh, sunny to my Cardoja, though. You know what I'm saying? Man, that uh, look, I'm a lot more familiar with. Uh, I'm a lot more familiar with Do the Right Thing than I am uh, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. To me, that sounds. To me, that's that sounds like Mookie and Famous Sal's pizzeria. Sal's was, kind of, you know, but, but Mookie, Mookie and Sal were kind of at odds sometimes. Like me and this dude never had a problem. He was, and I was a little guy, but yeah, that was that's one of my fondest memories. Another memory is, um, I didn't have a Sega Genesis, so going to my friend's house to play the shit, and then um, when Mortal Kombat three came out, my man, well, who used to be my man Pete. Pete had Mortal Kombat 3, and he put me on. He taught me how to be really good with Sub-Zero. To this day, I'm yeah. good at the Mortal Kombat 3 games with Sub-Zero. I'll fuck niggas <laughs> up. Except this, except this nigga I ran into online one time, but we'll get into that story later. Okay. Um, do you have a favorite character from the franchise? A I character, do. I, just a character. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think I think my favorite character goes without question is Sub-Zero. Or, sorry, Scorpion. Scorpion, Scorpion, yeah. I feel like Scorpion kind of fits your personality, too. Really? How so? Yeah. I, I, he's just kind of an asshole. You know what I'm saying? 
He, and, he, and he's on a quest for revenge, and he's going to fuck you up to get what he needs to get to. So, you know. <laughs> I think okay. that, my favorite character from this franchise is probably Johnny Cage. Like, I like his humor. And, I like his arrogance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a, that makes sense because Johnny Cage 100% fits your personality. Yeah, I, I'll take yeah. that too, you know. So his drip is serious. And then um, <laughs> two more questions. Who's your favorite character to use? My favorite character to use... Um, I tried to keep it Scorpion for the longest time just because that's my favorite guy. But Scorpion is like one of those dudes where you know he's the shit. So everybody spends all of their time trying to figure out ways to beat Scorpion, which yeah. then makes Scorpion as a character null and void. Mm-hmm. So my favorite character to use, um, I have to go back to Mortal Kombat 3. I think it was Mortal Kombat I'm going to say Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. My favorite character to use was Human Reptile. Because Human Reptile has some shit. Yeah, he did. I hated finding him. My favorite character to use is probably Sub-Zero. Okay. I'm, I'm, he, he, he has a good mix. I'm a defensive fighter in the game. He has a good mix of defense and offense. Yeah. And the freeze gives me time where I don't have to be rushing and shit. You know what I'm saying? I get sped up sometimes to fuck up. But the freeze, I can freeze you, kind of slow myself down, and, and plan my attack from there. So that's that's my play style. I'm a rush down player. I yeah. like players that get on you and they don't let you breathe. And I and through playing Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat games with you for almost thirty fucking years, it annoys the shit out of me because that's the type of style you have. You you play, you're a defensive counter fighter. That yeah. shit pisses me off. Yeah, I'm sure watching us play is very entertaining. And then the last question, if you were to dress up as a character for Halloween, which one would it be? I got to go with the 10 year old in me again and say Scorpion. Scorpion? Scorpion. I mean, if I could find. I mean, like in today's day and age where you can find, you can commission people to make like these, these Comic-Con cosplay costumes, they've gotten so far advanced that like I've, I've really considered pissing my wife off because like <laughs> my wife knows that halloween is my shit and i've really considered pissing my wife off and dropping like eight yards on a on a movie quality uh scorpion costume what about you man who, who would, would you dope. dress up as um now i if if i did not have the physique of someone on my 600 pound life i would definitely <laughs> dress up as johnny cage but i'll probably um if I could do the whole like Comic Con thing, like you were talking about, and get the custom made suit, I would dress up as Smoke, but Smoke not like the cyborg Smoke, the regular ninja Smoke, and I would have Smoke coming out my shit. Bro, I guarantee somebody could do that for you, where they put like dry ice packs yeah. in your shit, and it just and makes I used to be smoking. But this is the problem. I can't afford. Well, I could afford it, but I'm not spending my money on that shit. You feel me? I I would. I just. I know you would. I know you. I kind of want you to get some money so you could get it for me. But you know that. Can you imagine us wearing that shit out in public and just staging fights, like running into each other, then fighting? Look, Doc. When I sent you, when I sent you the picture, so uh, I sent Kurt a picture um, when Texas had their their ice storm. <laughs> there was a nigga in Texas. Who dressed up like the Night King from Game of Thrones and was just like going places and standing there. And me and Kurt had the conversation like, 
I think I asked like, who the fuck is this guy who just has this shit? And I, I was like, I think I made the comment of something like, yo, dog, if I could like, I would just get like a movie quality Batman suit and just wear that shit to do random tasks. And I gotta, I gotta send you the video of when like the Black Lives Matters protest was going on, and the cops started tripping. There's a video of a nigga coming out there in a Batman full like costume. <laughs> Nigga's like, oh shit, you know a series of Batman came out here. <laughs> All right, Batman. Batman was down for the cause. Yeah, Batman. Batman supports Black Lives Matters. You ready to get into this, man? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, All right. So. New Line Cinema logo is frozen over at the very beginning. The first thing I noticed, it kind of foreshadows Sub-Zero is going to play a big part in this movie. And the Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers logo was on fire, like Cinder and Ashes coming off. Oh, and the promo posters for this is half Scorpion, half Sub-Zero, so that's good. All right, so the movie opens at Hanzo Hasashi's compound. In 1617, a little throwback Mm -hmm. footage for us, throwback Thursday, Hanzo's with his son and his wife. Um... His baby starts crying. His son goes to check on the baby, who's a, a, a girl. Wife tells Hanzo she needs more water, so he goes back to get more buckets of water. And when he leaves, the wife is gardening with this, like, weird spear tool. Um, it's, called a, it's called a kunai. It's called a kunai. Reminds me of a punai knee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. But um, and I was kind of like, this is kind of too sharp of a tool to be gardening with. But this was 400 years ago. So, uh, you know, uh, they didn't take into account safety the way we do now. You feel me? So <clears throat> a little nerd. It's a little nerd time. It's history time. History time with Marcus. Uh, the kunai was actually originally a gardening tool. They used it similarly to the way we use a gardening trowel today. And it became a ninja weapon because during that time, it was uh, during the feudal times, it was illegal for commoners to carry weapons. And the ninjas were kind of the revolt against the lords and the samurais. So if if the samurai caught you with a weapon, it was instant game over for you. So they they usually they originally fashioned weapons out of like just common common tools. And the kunai was originally used as a gardening tool. Oh, shouts to you for this nerd knowledge right there. <laughs> and shouts to the, the movie for putting that in there. Um, um, Hanzo goes to get the water. We see his dragon mark on his arm. Mm-hmm. Mom goes to check on the kids. She makes a statement about how cold it is in there. And as soon as she says it, all hell breaks loose. Blood splatter on the wall. Nikki's getting chopped up. You hear it outside. Um, Sub-Zero comes in. He goes by the name of Bihan at this point. And um, he asked her, where's Hanzo? Hanzo's wife, like a real ride or die bitch, don't tell him. She's like, nah, bro. Like I, But before doing so, she hides the baby under the yes. floorboard. Yeah, this was uh, this was the most dramatically effective baby of all time. Um, I don't know if I put one of my children when they were infants in the floorboard, in the dark, in the cold, if they're going to be quiet to where this motherfucking ice guy is not going to find him. Well, it might have been warmer under the floorboard. Maybe his 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 coolness just is with him, like, above the floor. You know what I'm saying? You think so? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to keep it real. Right. I don't know. Um, so, she won't tell him. Hanzo hears the screams, and he runs back. He sees everyone's dead, and he sees that Sub-Zero is a real dick. Because he killed his son and his wife and froze them, left them like in a loving pose, frozen to death. Frozen, 
Yeah. Um, Hanzo fucks everybody up. Now, this is our first fight scene that we get. I don't have any other way to put it for y'all, bro. This nigga Hanzo is not the nigga to play around with, dog. Like, he, he's, he's not for play. Don't play with him. Play Madden. Don't play Hanzo, bro, because he, he's not the one. So for me, this this scene this scene for me was the opposite of um, my reaction to Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. So Heath Ledger's casting in The Dark Knight had me so on edge that like when you in the in The Dark Knight when he walks into the to the room the little back room where all the gangsters are having their meeting, and this is like this is this is our first opportunity to see what Heath Ledger's going to do as the Joker. I remember physically like sitting back. And crossing my arms. Impress mm-hmm. me. Show me what you got. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to have to turn me because I am already don't believe in you. My reaction to this fight, when, when, when Hanzo comes back and he sees everybody's dead and these Lin Kuei ninjas start rushing in from all sides, I like leaned in. I was like, oh shit, it's going to go down. Yeah. And it 100%, 100% made me happy what I saw. Yeah, uh... Hanzo doesn't fuck around. He 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 gives nigga he gives everybody that work. Um after after he 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 knocks them all out, he screams out behind. He knows who it is. So I'm assuming these guys have been beefing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he walks back down the hill to confront Behan, Sub Zero, who's just chilling on a rock, waiting. Yeah. Um, and he's like, bro, I'm here to put an end to your bloodline. I already killed the whole clan, and now I'm about to end your whole bloodline. Two notes from this real quick before we get mm-hmm. into what happens. I'm going to keep it real with you, bro. I, if a nigga kills my family, then he sits on a rock and waits for me. I don't really know if I can beat him, bro. If he, could, he The rage that, that will consume you finding your family dead, and you're already a great warrior. He calls him a great warrior, but he waits mm-hmm. for him. Like, come on, man. Like, this is what it is, bro. It's time. I, I thought this, this really made me respect Sub from the beginning. Uh, let's go a little further because I got a few more notes to hit on. All right. So uh, they have they get into a fight, great fisticuffs fight battle scene. Sub ends up defeating Hanzo. Um, do you, what? Are, do you have more? Can I, can we stop here? Can you go in? Yeah, here? yeah. Let's pause okay. here. So he defeats he defeats Hanzo, and as far as he knows, he is he has defeated the last member of the Hasashi bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to go back. Like I normally in these, I've I've shouted out the cast in the beginning. This cast is so big that I'm kind of going to hit out different different people as we see them. Um, so. Sh- so uh, Hasashi, uh, Hanzo Hasashi, played by Hiro- Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, I recognized him from The Last Samurai and Wolverine 3. Okay. I don't know if you recognized him. No. Have you seen either of those? Okay. Not The Last Samurai. And I'm not, I get all those Wolverine movies confused, so I'm not sure. <laughs> fair, fair. The Last Samurai is really good. Uh, he does a really good job in that movie. Isn't that with Tom uh, Cruise? Yes, it is. Okay. Don't fake on Tom Cruise. We, oh no, you know I love Tom Cruise, bro. Okay. Even though he's okay. crazy, it's my. A man. lot of people, yeah, like you can be crazy and still be great at what a you good do. Good actor, shit. Kyrie Irving's crazy. He's still a good basketball player. There you go. I can't guard him. Um, and then I knew, I knew. It's weird from all the pro, from any of the the promotional footage that I saw. I never noticed um, Sub Zero's character. So Sub Zero is played by a guy named Joe Taslam. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he is from, he's one of the stars of the Raid Redemption. Have you Shout seen Shout out him? real quick. Yes, I have. Shout out to Fang, who I know were probably listening. Shout out to Fang. Fang put me onto the Raid, like, early, like, when it was a thing. And, he, like, before it was a thing. And he was like, Kurt, niggas be getting broke off on this shit. My nigga need to watch it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So when I, when I finally recognized who that was, I was like, oh, shit. Niggas about to be catching that work in this movie every scene that he's in it. Um Joe Taslim as, as Sub Zero slash Bihan was incredible. Um, I read a I read a cool little piece that um, a lot of the scenes that he was in, a lot of the fight scenes that that, that Joe Taslim was in, uh, the director Simon McQuaid had to consistently ask him, "Dude, slow down. The cameras aren't seeing what you're doing." Um, and a little bit of a hot take: The Raid Redemption, best martial arts movie since Enter the Dragon. To me, that's the best art martial arts movies in what fifty years. Oh, I will, I will, I will, I will oppose that with. Uh, I don't know if it's Ip Man or IP Man. Ip Man. I'm, I really like the first one. I didn't see the second one. I really like mm-hmm. the first one, so I, I would contest that with that. But no, he was great in this role. I read that same article about him needing to slow down. Um, mm-hmm. And the one I read, he said he actually didn't believe the director. He had to show him the footage, and then he said, "Oh yeah. shit, okay, all right." Also, um, we will get to this part later. But um, and then uh, I really wanted to shout out uh, uh, or go back. I wanted to go back on the kunai. Um, for me, that's what drew me, like with that first Mortal Kombat movie, or with that first Mortal Kombat game back in '92. The mm-hmm. kunai was such a unique weapon, and I think that combined with the fact that he's the only character in the game that talks, you know, with the get over here. Yeah. But more so that kunai, like this motherfucker has this dart. At the time, I was like, he's got a dart with a rope, and he pulls your whole body with it. So being able to see the origin of the kunai as a as a scorpion fan was really awesome to me yeah um and i thought it was good that they they started with this um one thing i i kind of i know it's a movie we don't have a lot of time right but like mm-hmm. i really wish that they kind of gave more of a backstory on these two because to come through and kill niggas so you can make sure you kill his whole bloodline what did he do to be Han, bro he did something. yeah i'm i'm confused about that too he went to kill his whole bloodline. That's my very next note is Sub-Zero is built as like this big villain. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen him as that way um, in the almost 30 years that I've been playing Mortal Kombat games. I've never seen Sub-Zero as a villain. Um, my understanding, and I'm not one of those dudes who like jumped head in head into the lore and tried to understand everything. But just my initial take on whenever I play these games was that uh, Scorpion, Hanzo Hisashi, was into some wild shit and his his uh, his family was killed while trying to while they were trying while Bihan was trying to kill him for some shit that he had done. Yeah. But but this movie just paints him as a straight up villain. And I agree without any background on why they were at each other. It it makes it it makes it a little like it makes him seem a little more wild. Yeah, um, I kind of was into the lore, so we'll I'll cover it later. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, after the fight, um, Behan is 
has defeated Scorpion, or sorry, Hanzo. He thinks he's dead. He Hanzo tries to crawl back to the baby, but he dies before he gets there. He instantly burns up. He's out of there. Raiden shows up and grabs the baby and leaves. Yeah, yeah. Raiden shows shows up a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, I was like, I was like, when, upon our first watch. So, quick side note: we watched this together. So, we watched it at the same time. Mm-hmm. We watched it together, and then we did our separate watches for this show. During the first one, as soon as it happened, as soon as Raider shows up, I was like, damn, I think you could show up a little earlier to stop it. <laughs> but it, I understand why on a subsequent rewatch, okay? Um, I'll tell you what, I was I was really happy to see um, an Asian actor play Raiden. Um, and not the, the first from the first Mortal Kombat movie? The first and the second. So uh, yeah. Christopher, Christopher Lambert played Raiden in the 1995 Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And then James Remar, Ajax from The Warriors, played oh. Raiden in Mortal Kombat Annihilation in 1997. I don't even remember Annihilation. Like, I don't think I ever watched it, but... Don't. I'm sure it's trash. Yeah, don't. I know it's, trash. It, it's I don't hate a lot of movies, but that's mm-hmm. one of the ones that I hate. <laughs> All right. Um, so, the custom modern day, we're introduced to Cole Young. At, he is a human punching bag, as told by a bookie. Uh, apparently, he's an offense-only fighter. His daughter is his corner man, his his wife is his tape man. She tapes him up before his fight. He takes fights on that on an hour's notice for two hundred dollars. It sounds kinda like a shitty life. Um yeah. upon rewatching this fight scene that Cole gets has his his match, like a MMA match, Cole is actually really good. He just doesn't have any defense, and he's a little too aggressive. He 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 tries to go technical, but he I think he's the stand up fighter. In the stand up fight, I think he's he's solid. Is mm-hmm. when he when he tries to get into the technical spaces where he falters. In my opinion, what do you think? Uh, let's go a little bit further. I'm going to run uh, back. All right, cool. So, uh, Jax comes in to watch him. A black guy. We assume it's Jax. We know this. Um, <laughs> And Cole ends up losing the fight. He ends up having to tap out. Um, I know you want to circle back, but why do people sign up to be an MMA fighter, bro? Like, why would you? Why do you do that? Because you're gonna you're gonna get fucked up. The best MMA fighter, you you might not lose, but you're gonna get like fucked up. Mm-hmm. So why would you want to do that? It's I don't know, man. It it's a gene that I don't have, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's a gene where having the validation that you're the absolute best at something is, is a, is a, it's, it's like a, it's a hunger that you need to feed beyond, beyond that wild and possibly completely inaccurate speculation. I have no fucking idea because I've had like, I've had the wild hair of man, this guy weighs this much and I outweigh him by a hundred pounds. I wonder if I could take him and I probably can't, I probably can't. I think you'd be a good MMA fighter. I feel like you're a ground guy. Like if you if if you get him on the ground, you'd be good. But you know, I think you'd be a good fighter, bro. Let me explain to you why I wouldn't be a good fighter. Why? Me at my fittest. Mm-hmm. At my fittest, I'm still over 230 pounds. Mm-hmm. That puts me in heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. That's and those guys are six six. That's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> six seven. <laughs> Fucking rip your arm off and eat it. That's yeah. I feel that's you. Brock Lesnar. Okay. I I have no desire to want to fight Brock Lesnar. No, I feel you on that, son. I feel you. 
right, so I mean, at this point, at, at this point, we could circle back a little bit. Um, so yeah, Cole Young played by Lewis Tan. Um, have you seen him before? No, I haven't either. Um, I looked him up. Uh, he was in Deadpool two, and he was in that AMC show uh, Into the Badlands. Neither of which have I seen. Oh, I watched the first episode of Into the Badlands. I really wanted to check it out. I think they have like AMC Plus. I'll try to go back and see if there's somewhere I can find it. But I wanted to check that out. It was a very weird show. Like the premise is weird though, you know? Yeah. Um, So my thoughts on Cole Young, man. Um, There's some really weird dialogue between Cole and the referee guy who who asked him to fight. He calls him the human punching bag. Um, He tells him... Uh, if you don't, you know, something along the lines of, if you don't entertain them, they're not going to stay. And he tells them make the fight good. Um, and when I watched this with my wife, we kind of both had the same thought theory slash wonder. Do you think Cole kind of threw this fight? Cause they talk about him once upon a time being a champion. Yeah, no, I think, I don't know, bro. I think he's just not that good anymore. Cause later in the movie, he says, I'm not, I'm not that champion. Yeah. I'm not that guy anymore. So I think he's just, you know, he's just a little old and rusty now. Here's what I like. And I, I'm, I'm going to kind of argue a little bit about his ground game because when he's down on the ground and he's fighting for that arm bar and he's hammering dude in the face with the, with the elbows, he's got his hips up really high. He's got his arms in great position. And I, I don't see how you, how, how, a, how a fighter who was once a champion caliber fighter in MMA could have an arm bar in that good of a position and lose it instantly and get crucifixed. I Not mean, to say it couldn't happen, but that's, that kind of added to me and at, at least me and my wife's thought that maybe he was throwing this fight. I don't watch MMA, so I can't add anything intelligent to that. Yeah. And it's also a movie, bro. You know, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> <laughs> All sure. right. Did you have anything else on that? No, no. All right. So we cut the out world where, uh, we see Bihan in a new ninja mask, a whole new ninja getup. He talks mm-hmm. to Shang's son, um, his first appearance in the movie, who I do not like. I don't like his hair. I don't like his costume. And I definitely do not like his acting. Okay. Um, and his outfit is super whack, in my opinion. He calls, he, he, he talks to Bihan, but Bihan says, I'm not Bihan anymore. I'm Sub-Zero. How old is this nigga now? Because he killed Hanzo. 400 years ago, but he still looks good, man. Like, he might have some black in there because he ain't cracking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, man. I thought Outworld looked really awesome. I found out that they shot Outworld at this coal mine in South Australia. Mm -hmm. And then they threw, like, these wild filters on the camera that that adds purple to the sky. Which, to me, like, when I saw Outworld, that's how Outworld looks in In the the, the Mortal Mortal Kombat games. Yeah. Yeah. and then Shang Tsung, this guy, I forget the guy's name. I didn't even want to you know why? look at You know him. why? Because I hated him. I hated him too. Yeah, exactly, because he was trash. But I what I can't tell. I could have played a better Asian Shang Tsung than him, bro. <laughs> what I can tell you is this this guy is uh, Lao from The Dark Knight. Okay. The, the smarmy-ass Chinese dude that was hiding all the gangster's money in, in China. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have some of the same notes. I hated his fucking costume. He had a terrible wig. His acting was bullshit. He always, like, to me, throughout the movie, he looks like he had fillers put in his lip. And then I kept noticing he had, like, this weird black burn on his bottom lip, like bubbles from the wire. Like, he had been 
hitting a crack pipe the entire Oh shit. <laughs> I was yeah, Shang Tsung really fucked me up in this movie. I was terrible. They should have got um uh, uh what was that guy's I can't even remember the guy's name. Carrie Tawagawa or something like that from They should have got his old ass to be They could have got Carrie any guy. Cause this guy was trash. <laughs> Anybody but this guy, bro. This guy, he was awful. Um, all right. So Cole um, is after the fight. Cole's in the bathroom. He has a vision of Hanzo in hell. Jax runs down on him. He asked him about his dragon mark. He told him um, he remembers when he beat Eddie Tobias for the mm-hmm. championship. I think that was a nod to the game's creators. Yep, Ed Boone and John Tobias. There you go. Um, and um. Why is Jax walking around with no sleeves on? Is this now you are a a diesel guy yourself? I like you know, you'll say that you're not anymore, maybe, but you're a diesel nigga. Do all diesel niggas try not to wear sleeves? Is that your goal? If it's warm out, I definitely go out of my way to not wear sleeves, and maybe that makes me a douchebag, and I'm okay with it. Oh, no, you're definitely a douchebag, 100%. But you're my douchebag. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Cole and the fam go out to dinner. It looks like some fucking hot dog stand joint. On my rewatch, I realize it's a hamburger joint. Cole and his (laughs) wife go inside to get food. Jax is in the SUV watching like some fucking creep. Um, Jax is a creep. Jax is a creep. Why? He's a creep. He, in the scene right before this, he just walks up. Hey, man, good fight. Let me see your titty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't know it was on the stage. Oh, he did because he knew it was there. So yeah, he, he knew like, it was yeah. there. So, okay, yeah. Um, so, it starts snowing. Um, they mentioned that it's July, so everybody's kind of freaking out. Um, a question. Cole has on a hoodie. Now, I'm a basketball player through and through to my heart. A basketball player's non-basketball uniform is a hoodie and slides since the beginning of time. Okay. I've never been in a climate, and I don't give a fuck how hard I just played. I'm not wearing a fucking hoodie in July, bro. His wife also had on a jean jacket. The attire was very questionable. I'm just grabbing something real quick. Uh, a, A sleeveless hoodie? Sleeveless hoodie. It's specifically he, I, for the summer. I would have been fine with that, but he had a full, a proper hoodie, a hoodie proper. <laughs> and I don't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really understand that. Um, but anyway, it starts snowing. Mm-hmm. They check it out. And then Sub-Zero shows up. He's looking pretty cool. Um, he he raises the snow from the ground and he starts dropping ice blocks on niggas. Like out of, it's just a huge hail blocks. Of ice so, falling on people. He killed somebody with one initially, I think. That nigga might as well be dead. He caught an ice piece as big as a football straight with his face. That's a little bigger than a football, bro. That <laughs> drank, yeah, he caught it with his face, man. Um, um, so let me just go. Uh, Cole's daughter was observing the snow. Mm-hmm. Cole and his wife are just sitting in the fucking restaurant, not doing shit. The whole time the snow raises up off the ground, like they just let their daughter be out there by herself until the ice starts hitting people. Yeah, well, it started snowing. They noticed it because the, his wife was, he was like, look, it's snowing. She was like, it's July. So they noticed it, but they didn't do shit. Like, 
I'm with you. I'm I'm a nervous ass nigga. If, if it's snowing outside and my baby's outside, start snowing in July. I'm gonna get her inside and then we're gonna figure out what's going on. But I gotta get my baby first. So yeah, when I watched when I watched this, and I was taking my notes, like as the snow is going back upwards, there's a wide shot and Cole is like standing there in the window looking out at this ninja walking forward as the snow is going back in the air and he's just like, hmm, that looks strange. My daughter's out there. It's fine. I'm getting a hot dog. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, he's kind of a bitch for that. Um, Jack shows up in the nick of time. He saves Cole and the fam. He drives away, and he explains to Cole why he is being hunted and what's going on. He shows mm-hmm. him his own dragon mark, um, and while escaping, they run into Sub-Zero in an, in an alleyway. Jack tells him to go f- take the truck, go find Sonya Blade. Now, this is when I really realized I was going to like the writing in this movie because Cole asked one time, he said, are you sure, bro? I can help you. He said, do you want your family to end up dead? He said, all right, brother, Godspeed. He got his fucking that car, got the fuck out of there. Um, but this is, and this is also, I saw it in the earlier scene, but this part really drove home for me that ice special effects in this movie are awesome. So when... Yeah. After the stuff that we already described, when Jax turns the corner to the alleyway and Sub is there, we see the the condensation on the ground all starts to freeze. Mm-hmm. And he creates a cloud, which makes sense of frost because he's so cold and it's July, so it's probably pretty warm out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was really cool. You got anything? Yeah. Um, I thought Jax is... He, he slips in and out of a Batman voice every once in a while. I thought that was uncool, but... I get it. Get your camera time, man. Um, Jax is played by a dude named uh, Makad Brooks. His his filmography is kind of crazy, man. Let's see. He was in uh, Desperate Housewives. Oh, okay. He was in Supergirl for like four years. Oh, wow. And he was in True Blood for like four years. If he was in True Blood, he was definitely giving up the BBC, bro. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> every time BBC. I've ever turned on True every time I've ever turned on True Blood, niggas is fucking. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a plot to that show. I think it's just fuck to fuck. That's, yeah. My wife just did a watch of Power, and I'm under the exact same impression of that show. Yeah, the early seasons of Power, I hear it's like that too. But that might be something that we have to do is like a power but we'll see how this goes you know you can't make me do that <laughs> i can make you do it bro i will find a new best friend <laughs> <laughs> all right so um sub goes into a building Jax follows him in the building is covered in ice when he gets inside but Jax, being a real nigga goes in anyway i would not have mm-hmm. this is an awesome fight scene between sub and jackson my our collective first oh shit moment of the movie um they face off toe-to-toe they get locked up, gun in Sub's face. Jax fires the gun. Sub freezes the gun, the explosion, and the bullets, and just look at him. Looks at him. Yeah, like, you, you could see the individual buckshot like spreading out of the barrel, but being frozen at the same time. That was it was wow. amazing. I, my mind was blown. I was like, okay, all right, we're in the big leagues now, guys. <laughs> uh, this is a great fight. It, it it ends with a Sub-Zero freezing Jax's arms and then breaking them off and dropping him off of the ledge to die. Yeah, I um, this fight scene wowed me. And what wowed me, and I'm going to touch on this again because there's a, there's a particular uh, character that for me, when it came to the fighting scenes, 100% stole the show. But one thing I, had, I really admired about all of the actors in their fight scenes is 
you could tell that they did their homework and studied the game on how the characters fight in the game. Yes. Like the way the way Makad Brooks fights as Jax looks like Jax fighting in the game. Yes. And there's a there's a scene where um, there's a scene where where Sub Zero grabs Jax by the neck and puts an ice ring around it and then mm-hmm. punches this way and then makes like an ice fist and backhands him. And I swear to God, that's like a two hit combo in Mortal Kombat Nine. Oh yeah, definitely, man. No, I this was my biggest takeaway from the the movie. No matter how I might feel about the movie as a whole, no matter um anything, special effects and all of that, this was very true to the game. And it and and that was something that I really enjoyed about this movie. So mm-hmm. um, Cole gets home, he puts his daughter in the bed, he tells his wife he gotta go and find Sonya. I really like Cole's decision making. This is a protagonist that is not a dumbass. This like yeah, was, another another smart move by Cole. Like Jax told him, this guy's gonna kill anybody that's around you to get to you. He's like, All right, I'm going to find Sonya. You motherfuckers ain't coming. Yeah, like we you're gonna be away from me because if they find me, it's gonna be me, it's not gonna be us. Right. And so I appreciate Cole. Um we cut back to Outworld where we're introduced to Melina. And boy, is she packing a wagon. All that um, ass. Outworld looks very cool. He, this is what I noticed how cool Outworld looks okay. personally. Uh, I really like the cinematography in this movie as a whole, especially this shot. This was the first shot that really, I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Um, she tells Shang Tsung that Sub has killed the warrior, one of the champions from Earth, but Raiden will be pissed if he finds out. He says, fuck Raiden. Send, we're going to kill all these niggas. Send the reptile in. This is not reptile from the game, though, because this reptile has a name. He said, send the reptilian whatever his name was. I didn't yeah, catch something started with like a C sound. Yeah, so I don't like know. Um, good to move on? Yeah, man. Um, CC Stringer played Melina. My wife was like, ooh, it looks like she's wearing a waist trainer. I was like, no, she earned that. She, yeah. <laughs> she might have been wearing a little leather corset, but you could tell from the way, from the her, way her shoulders yeah. were built. And the way her legs were built, she earned that shit. That ain't no waist trainer. Yeah, and her ass was fat, bro. Um, this is her first credited. Uh, this is her first credited role. Okay, yeah. So she, expe- she had, expect to see more from CC Stringer. She had a fat ass, man. Um, <laughs> Cole finds Sonya, who is kind of a typical white movie cutie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, she kicks Cole's ass. She asks to see his dragon mark. Then she takes him inside, gives him the whole rundown on Mortal Kombat. Shit that us video game players know already. He makes a joke about it being spelled wrong. Um, she mentions that Jax killed somebody. They, they ran into somebody in Brazil with the dragon marking that has superpowers. Jax killed him, and that's how Jax got his dragon marking. Mm-hmm. Who do you think that he killed? I have no idea who could be. If, if you had to guess a baddie that we know of. Or you think it's an unnamed baddie like Cole? Yellow, I think it's an unnamed. Unknown. I think okay. it's an unnamed baddie, or like a minor character who maybe showed up in like the shitty games. that middle section of Mortal Kombat that nobody the, likes. The shitty games, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's a picture of Nightwolf, little Easter egg there for us. Contact. There's another picture. Did you catch the other one? No. The other, the other. So it's like a, a statue, like a gold statue yeah. of a character that was Kotal Khan. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I kept noticing it, but I, I was sad that I only saw Nightwolf in picture form. Like he's he's one of the characters who was a really cool character in the games, but didn't get no play in the movies. I didn't like Nightwolf in any of the games. I'm gonna keep it real with you. He's really? one of out of the games that I played extensively. He's probably on the like the 
He was hard for me to beat, but I just never played. He was like one of the three worst characters. Okay. Um. All right, we're entered, and so during this scene, we're introduced to Kano. Kano comes in hot with great jokes and shit talk off the brink. Like, um, he says he gives great foot massages. He tells Sonya, she, lucky for her, he doesn't have any standards and wants to find out if she's a natural blonde. <laughs> um, Which earns him five fingers across the face quickly. Yeah, she, she punches him. Um Cole asks about Sonya's markings. She doesn't have one, to which Kano replies, wah, wah. I don't know if you heard that in the first one. <laughs> I, I did. did. I did, I and did. I cried laughing. Yeah. Um, I, a spoiler alert, Kano steals the show for me in this movie. He, the writing for him is great. The actor's execution of, of the lines were great. I, I I probably have maybe two left in the notes there are a ton in the movie. I didn't want to hit them all because you guys need to hear them yourselves. And mm-hmm. um, it's just too many. He has too many good ones. I would still be writing notes if I were writing down all of Kano's jokes. And they're <laughs> all, right. all good. Every single one of them. Every um, single one of them. So a couple of notes on this scene before we get to the next uh, the next big event. Um, uh, Sonia, played by Jessica McNamee. Um this was the best fighting Sonya, like her on-screen easy. movements. Easy, not the best-looking Sonya. Who's the, from the first movie? No, Bri- Bri- that was a uh, Bridget Wilson, Veronica Vaughn from Billy Madison. Um, my, in my opinion, the best-looking Sonya in the movies was uh, the shit movie, uh, and she was played by a Swiss lady named Sandra Hess. Yeah, you got send me a picture. Or I'll look her at myself. Most deaf. Um, we got Google, we got Google on deck. Got Google on. Let me look at. Let me check out Sandra real quick. Sandra Hess, you said. Sandra Hess. Um, I immediately recognized her from The Meg. She was in the movie The Meg. I didn't see that movie. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a fun. It's a fun film. I have her Mortal Kombat picture right here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take New Sonya over her. You take New Sonya over that one. Yeah, personally. And then I like personally. New Sonya. Okay. I like New Sonya too. I like, I like her acting, and I especially liked her fight scenes. She, she looks like one who actually put in work in her fight scenes. Yeah, she she did a really good job in her fight scenes. Um, and then I want to touch on Kano real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Josh Lawson played character. He played the shit out of Kano. Yes. Um, and more more to the point, he played the shit out of the out of the character that Kano became. Because if you go back to like the first the first few Mortal Kombat's that had Kano in him, Kano was kind of like this vanilla ass character with a metal thing on his face. Nothing really, no real personality. But then when the first movie came out in 95, um, the actor that played him was Trevor Goddard and he played him from out of his own head. He decided to play him as an Australian Mm -hmm. that was never written for him to play him as an Australian. He's just decided to do it. He's a British guy. And, um, the next time we see Kano in the games, his game character is modeled after the way that Trevor Goddard played him. Yeah, he's so shots to Trevor Goddard uh, for kind of re- rebirthing that character. Uh, he passed away in 2003 from suicide. Um, and let's keep an eye out on Josh Lawson because I also found out that the other guy that played Kano... Uh, Darren Shalavi, um, he played Kano in the 2011 Legacy series, Mortal Kombat okay. Legacy series. 
He died in 2015 from a heart attack. Oh, jeez. R.I.P. to both of them. Both of the guys that played Kano in a movie, gone. All right, R.I.P. to them, man. Um, Yeah, all right. So the lights go out, and they have a fight with Reptile. Kano's able to free himself during the fight, and he helps defeat Reptile by performing his fatality. This is the first that we see through the movie, but the first of many. Um, Mm -hmm. There's great special effects work here. Um, Reptile's invisible for most of the fight. Um, I won't go into too many semantics about it, but how did did you fight something that you can't see? I think Kano did a good job. Yeah. Stick a flare on that motherfucker. It was Cole's (laughs) idea again. Yeah. So smart guy. Use the flare. So Cole is on top of that. Um, all of Sonya's work is destroyed from the from the flare. Um, it gets set on fire. She needs to get to Raiden's temple. Kano knows where it, where it is, and they negotiate a price. Um, in between that, though, they show Kano after he kills Reptile. He's drawing a picture of him killing Reptile, <laughs> and I really like that they showed this because it shows that he's really a crazy man. Like he just ripped this alien thing's heart out. It's not phasing him at all. He just draws a picture about it, like. He's just, not just draws a little cartoon. No problems at all. He's he's fine. How you how did you feel about the look of a uh, reptile? Repti- I mean, I know we discussed this isn't reptile reptile. Yeah, but you I thought it was cool. I, you know, I'm a fan of ninja reptile. I don't in the games. I don't like the reptilian looking reptiles, but for the mm-hmm. movie, I thought this was really cool. It looked really good. I I was a fan, even though I hated that that series of games. Um, this reptile was modeled after Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, and that one. Reptile looks almost exactly like this, except he wears a suit of, like, black and gold armor. Mm. But I like that they took the armor off and just went full bore, full reptilian creature. Yeah. I like okay. it. Okay. So, Kano has a friend with a plane. Um, he's go- They'll take them to the temple, but they have to jump out of the plane, which I thought was very weird. Like, yeah. they couldn't just land nearby. They took off from a grass field. You couldn't just land in the desert somewhere? I don't know. Uh I'm not a pilot. Okay. <laughs> um, on the on the plane, Cole has another vision of Hanzo in hell. Scares the shit out of him. He wakes up. Yeah. They they land, um, and they have to walk a marathon to get to the temple. Um, it's a very long walk. It seems like Kano and Sonya fight on the way. They get into a little a scuffle. She wins, but she doesn't kill him. And she and he says, "That's why you don't have the dragon bark. You don't have the <laughs> mongrel in you." <laughs> Um, it appeared to me, so they didn't get into a scuffle. Sonya just whooped his ass. But even, and this was such a short fight scene, (laughs) but even this was such an impressive fight scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this scene when Kano's like, take it, take it, take it. He's like telling her emotionally to take the mark off of him. It almost seemed to me like he didn't understand what that mark meant and didn't want it. Yeah. He might've been a little scared of it. Yeah. On the, on so they get up, they continue on their journey and on their way they encounter Liu Kang. Um Kano says that's close enough, MC Hammer, due to Liu Kang's large pants. And um and one other thing I take away from this is Cole's hair was perfect after jumping yeah. out this plane and landing in the desert. Like I don't know what hair products he used, but I'm gonna put all my white homies onto it. <laughs> And, um, Maybe it was like that early 2000s got to be glued stuff. I haven't um, heard of that. But. Yeah, that, that close enough MC Hammer. I think 
That's in the running for my favorite <laughs> my favorite joke of the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, what were your initial thoughts on Liu Kang? Mm. So Liu Kang was played by a guy named Ludi Ludi Lin. My, he's not terrible. Um, it seemed like. So my take was this is Ludi Lin doing Jason Scott Lee doing Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. He talks like his speaking pattern is very much like. Very much like Jason Scott Lee in Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. Um, and he's a lot smaller than I prefer my Liu Kang to yeah, be. Yeah, that was my first takeaway. He's skinny, bro. Like, he's Mad cut skinny. up and everything. And I know niggas are strong, skinny niggas, you know what I'm saying? But he just doesn't look the part. Like, nah. uh, you know what I'm saying? Out of all these other people that we're seeing, he is the scrawniest. And yeah. I, it just doesn't. I was Real not. The, I definitely would have preferred Jason Scott Lee or someone of his ilk. To play Liu Kang. Um, and Liu Kang is one of my favorite characters in the series. Liu Kang is one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, of course he would be. So, you know. Um, and so I was, yeah. But I'm glad that even though you don't like him, you were disappointed. I was disappointed as well. Yeah. They finally reached a temple that looks like a very rundown place to me. But it's very mm-hmm. nice on the inside. Um, as they're walking in, Liu explains the tournament. Um and as he's explaining that it's a tournament, Cole smartly again says it feels more like an ambush than a tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pictures on the wall of like all it kind of tells the story in pictures. Do you think that Raiden is just documenting all of the important things like in the timeline at this point? Or is it somebody just, is somebody, right? Somebody okay. is with these uh, stained glass paintings or whatever they are. Yeah. So we see Jack's laying on the table. His arms are still gone. Lou explains to Sonya um, what happened to Jax mm-hmm. and that he's in charge of finding all the Earth's champions, but he got to Jax a little too late. He introduces them to Raiden, who is a cranky old fuck. Like, he's just <laughs> he's just a, he's just a crotchety old ass nigga. But, I, you know, I kind of think he's just a little stressed out over the over the possibility of the Earth realm losing this, this he- tournament. Yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He's got a lot on his plate, man. No, but real shit. um, The one thing that I did appreciate them uh, doing with Raiden is they kept a little bit of his sense of humor that... um, the other two actors from the uh, from the first two movies had a little bit too much of. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He. Um. And then I was. Uh, he's very invested because I know he's a he's an elder god. He's supposed to protect Earthrealm. But if Earthrealm gets invaded, does he lose like his elder god status? I think he loses his like employees. He loses his realm, like as an elder god with no with no, nothing to rule over. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's collecting. Elder God unemployment. Damn, bro. <laughs> so it just would be a broke ass elder god. Yep. Alright. So um Lou Kang is meditating. Sub Zero shows up with his cool frost shit again, looking cool as fuck. Um I don't like his costume, but let me let me hit on that real quick. When you're talking about him moving too fast on the camera. They've redesigned his mask because his mask apparently was following him around his head movements. So they had to redesign his whole face mask 
because mm-hmm. his, his his movements were too quick. <laughs> Did you read I that? Liked, no, I didn't. I liked that shiny, it almost like you know, like he had the cowl and then almost like this metallic face covering attachment. I I liked the way that that looked. So whatever they changed it from, I'm sure that this looks a lot cooler. Um, but yeah, his little his little shoulder neck pad things, those were kind of bugging me once in a while. Yeah, I didn't like that shit, man. Like I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the traditional Mortal Kombat ninjas. Like, well maybe like I don't know, maybe Mortal Kombat two or three where their shit is a little quilt that you can see the you know, graphics got a little better so you can see the quilts yeah. in their shit. But the that's quilting. those are my favorites. I don't I don't really like this futuristic get up. Um, real quick when we're when we're when they're walking through um Raiden's temple and Lu Lu Kang is, is explaining to them what's at stake. Did you catch the two artifacts? So Kano swipes an artifact. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that one? I, I saw him swipe it, but I, don't, I wasn't sure what it was. So that's Shinnok's necklace. Okay. And, um, Mortal Kombat nerds will know who Shinnok is. I'm not going to go into it because then we'll spend 40 minutes talking Mortal Kombat history. But to me, Shinnok's necklace looked like Doctor Strange's necklace. I was like, what the fuck? Are they setting up the MCU in this? Or, um, But then right next to right next to Shinnok's necklace, you see uh, Katana's fan. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, that. it's it's right next to so Kano's hand comes across the screen. It passes Katana's fan and then he grabs Shinnok's necklace. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. So, all right. Um, so Sub shows up. He's looking cool as hell, except for his mask that I wasn't really feeling. Um, Lou fires fireball at his ass. Sub just calmly slides out the way of that shit and starts fucking Lou up. But Kong Lyle comes in and saves the day, looking cool as hell. Yeah. Um, and as he saves the day, Shang Tsung and Melina show up. And he says, we're just going to kill you now, dog. Like, we, you know, we're not having it. Raiden comes through. He puts them in an electric force field that the baddies can't get in. Um, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. All this goes down. Raiden puts up the wall so you're safe. And the danger's been averted. But if you're an Earth champion and you see Melina packing that wagon, are you fucking, bro? Like, I know her teeth is fucked up. And she got a, you know, she got buck fifty on both sides of her face. But as an Earth champion, are you fucking? If I'm Earth's champion, one of the champions. Yeah, if I'm one of Earth's champions, I'm. Like you're Cole Young. If I'm Cole Young, I'm putting, I'm putting, I'm putting back shots on the line. I'm probably gonna have to fight her. I'm be like, look, we we get this fight, no finishing moves. But if I win, I get back shots. I'm a groper during our fight, bro. I'm going to keep it real. <laughs> like, when I throw her, I'm going to grab her booty. I'm going to keep it a buck with you, dog. I'm not even, I'm not ashamed of saying that, y'all. I'm not, it's not a Me Too move, but I'm just saying that during this fight, I'm grabbing her booty. Um, <laughs> but I also wonder, right, like, since her teeth is fucked up, do you think she has, like, a weird pussy? Like, she has teeth in her pussy? Vagina dentalia? Yeah, Did you ever that watch shit. that movie? Teeth? No, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. And so does she have teeth in her pussy? And then is her pussy, like, are the secretions, like, acidic? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was thinking about this shit, bro. Does that make me a weirdo? It does. I'm out. <laughs> you out? Nah, I'm bro. Out. 
Hell no. Hold up. No, nah, let me tell you why you can't leave, dog. Me and you have had multiple conversations about if Jillian Michaels has a strong pussy. Yeah, yeah. You can't Which, leave. Without doubt, she does. Without doubt. So we, you can't leave when I just asking if her secretions are acidic, bro. That's all. I just, that's just it. I don't Because I don't want to eat that joint and then my face look like hers. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't think there's teeth and I okay. don't think it's acidic. All I right. think you just right. gotta. I think it's like a dog. It's like it's just like a like if a dog gets angry, you just Wait, gotta what? control the control the head, just control the face. Oh, okay, all right, okay. I, yeah. I wasn't sure where you're going with the bestiality, bro. I was a little concerned. Oh man, Mr. Hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get back. Uh, <laughs> come um, wild, give, I, oh, go I got a question for you in this scene. Okay. Where the fuck did Kano get peanuts? Or pistachios, or whatever the fuck he's eating. Uh, th- you know, this temple has a lot of. It's a, it's a, it's a diamond in the rough, bro. You think some? It, he just found somebody like, hey, I gotta go check this out. Find me some peanuts, mate. Yeah, like you know, I think he. Well, I think Kano's just the type of nigga that'll come in your house and like grab an apple out your apple, like your bowl of fruit. Like he won't even ask you. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's just walking around grabbing shit, eating it. You know what I'm saying? Like he just and they a, just had. They just had peanuts laying around. Yeah, you know they probably have some skittles and shit and peanuts. Okay. You know, you know you right. got to keep the warriors healthy. High protein caught, snacks. Caught me off good. Yeah, P three peanuts, cheese and ham or something. Uh, yeah, all of that. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, Kung Lao, Kung Lao's his movement was awesome. His costume was amazing. The actor did a really good job. Um, we got another Wong with an H, Max Wong. Um, so Liu Kang and Kung Lao identified themselves as cousins, almost brothers. Yes. yes. Um, what's really cool about these two is they both work together um, at the Jackie Chan st- on the Jackie Chan stunt team. Oh, okay. And they've been working together for a very long time. So they do kind of are before this movie, they already had like a cousin like bond. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, and it came through on the screen. I, I like their their chemistry their together. Chem- yeah, their chemistry. And um. Kung Lao gives a great introduction of himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kano's like, yeah, I never heard of him. <laughs> you never heard of your ancestor, whatever. Um, so Lu begins training the champions. Um, Blade, Sonya Blade is not allowed to train because she does not have the marking. And she's pissed, so she goes to sit with Jax. Um, Kung Lao fights Cole. And his style is straight Kung Lao. Like, this was, I think... He probably had the the most one to one fighting style out of everybody I've seen from the game to the movie. The easy the easiest identifiable one for me. So yeah, when I mentioned earlier that I was gonna touch on this later, he to me looks like the character who spent the most time studying how that character fights in the games and replicating that, putting in the most work on replicating how Kung Lao fights. Because every time this guy is in a fight scene, Hit every move, kick, combo that he does looks exactly like it looks in the video games. Yeah, definitely. Very, very nice. Um, Kano fights Liu Kang, who sweep, who gives him a bunch of leg sweeps, just like in the game. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good call back to the game. It's awesome. Um, Liu Kang explains his Okana, his Arc Arcana, Arc Arcana. Yeah. Okay. To Cole. Um, a, a departure from the normal Mortal Kombat storylines. He says he was a homeless orphan, and he was saved by Bu Ray Chu, 
who was in the games while they were trash. I wish they would bring him back. Like, Bo- Bo- I wish Bo- they would have bought him back for like uh, nine and ten. I, yeah. I think which are probably our favorite games in the series. Not yeah, um, nine and ten to me are the best ones. Yeah, so, and you and you and K three three yeah. Um, so I hope they bring up, him though. back sometime. Hold up though, we just gonna skip right over Jax's bullshit arms. No, that no. Wait, I thought I had that in here. Son, because Sonya Sonya's not allowed, so she dips out and goes to check on Jax. And Jax has the wackest arms. Like these niggas might oh, as well yeah. have just so, no. I had got there yet, but yeah, let's talk about it since we're already there. Yeah, he had chicken wing arms, metal chicken Jax's wings. arms. CP three O would laugh at Jax's arms. This is a fact. I agree. The stick figures I draw would laugh at Jax's arms. They did look like metal chicken bones. I was crying. I was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't I didn't know that what we would see later, we would see later. Yeah. And when I saw those, I was like, hold the fucking phone. What kind of lie? Well, what the <laughs> fuck do you want, bro? Like, they, they're in the temple in the middle of the fucking desert, dog. Like, with some monks doing the surgery. It's not like he's in the real operating room. He's lucky to even have anything. That shit was... I was cracking up at those arms. Uh yeah, so, um, Baloo explains it. Um, he says that he was a, a homeless orphan. He was about to die. He was, you know, he was in the street. Mm-hmm. Um, Boo saved him, gave him the Raiden, and now, um, and then Lou killed a sex trafficker that was trafficking kids to get his dragon mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then this is when we see Jax's bullshit arms, and he's when trying he's- to punch. Yeah, he's trying to punch the heavy bag. the 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 time I noticed him is the first time when he's laying there sleeping. Oh yeah, with his yeah, yeah, with his yeah. metal chicken arms laying down. Yeah. Um, at dinner, they they all have dinner as a group. Um, Kano is 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 being himself, and Kung Lao shits talk, shit talks him into finding his arcana, which is his eye laser from the game. Yeah, Kano. Kano essentially gets fat shamed into his superpowers, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was this to me, hands down, funniest scene in the movie. I, I couldn't breathe. I've watched so, I've watched the movie three times, and so one time with you, one time with my wife, and then one time just for notes. Every single time it gets to this scene, I ran out of breath laughing at the, from start to finish. Kano is on fire. Kano's hilarious, man. Uh... Great job on the actor that plays Kano. <laughs> um, all right, where are we at? The um, all right, so, so yeah, Kano. he gets his eye laser. Mm-hmm. Cole is looking at pics of his family on his cell phone, and I was trying to figure out how the fuck does he still have battery life left, dog? Like he's been gone for God knows how long. But um, then I was kind of thinking about it. Raiden is the god of like electricity and shit, so he could have just gave him a quick charge. He could have just gave him a quick wireless charge yeah you know i was thinking i was thinking along all the props that you've already given cole which like he appears to be a very smart character so mm-hmm. as soon as he knew that he's like in this crazy place he turned off his wi-fi he turned off his bluetooth he put his phone in airplane mode he turned uh, off all yeah, that shit no and service. then he turned it off he's like i'm gonna need this bitch later and put it in some pocket that we didn't see so he just turns it on to check out pictures of his family and then he turns it back off Maybe he turned it on to try and call them, but then, like, you're in a mountain somewhere and there's no cell Surrounded service. Surrounded by electromagnetic uh, force field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, But he's uh, a smart guy, so I gave him... I was. I thought maybe he just turned off all that shit, because that's what a smart person would do. 
Yeah, so he's checking out his phone, and then Raiden starts talking shit and being an asshole and telling him he's not ready. He explains that he's Hanzo's descendant and that he took Hanzo's daughter after he died at the hands of Bihan mm-hmm. um, to keep her safe so the bloodline wouldn't die and someone from that bloodline could come save the day. Raiden sends him home. Cole leaves. I kind of feel bad for him, and I'm kind of like, fuck Raiden, who's one of my favorite characters in the game usually. But Raiden was kind of being a dick, bro. Nah. Nah, I didn't feel bad for Cole. I thought, when I saw this, I, Cole just explained, or Raiden just explained to you, you have the bloodline of one of the most fiercest ninjas to ever walk the planet. And then his next move, Raiden opens up a portal, and to me, that was like a test. Like, you gonna leave, or you gonna fucking find your arcana, and this nigga just bitched out and kited, dog. Like, <laughs> okay, alright. Okay. Alright. I felt like so Raiden this was, was just saying, get the fuck out of here. I didn't feel like that. I felt like Raiden was just He started, test, he started with, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, you know, it could have been a test, but... Yeah, he's, he, he, what did he say? We're not Hold physical. up, bro. This is the thing. This ain't the time for a fucking test. You all stressed out and tripping because you worried about niggas coming and killing us anyway. So you don't be playing these mind games, my nigga. Tell me you need me here. Get me, get me ready. Don't play these games. We don't have time for this. This is time for the. That's the whole reason they're there to to test their might and get themselves ready. Test their might, not their mind. <laughs> the fuck, man, stop playing, man. He's going to be yeah. strong and dumb. Yeah, you know, so come on. He was already um, strong and dumb because he couldn't true. win that other fight. No, he's his smart. daughter he told was, him to throw the uppercut. He was smart. He just wasn't. No defense. He didn't play the uppercut. He's dumb, but he makes good decisions. There you go. Except for leaving. There you go. All right. <laughs> Back in the outworld, we see Natara. In general, Reku, who I didn't see in any games, I guess that was during the shitty game period, the black yeah, period so, for us. Yeah, um, General Re- General General Reiko, um, I think he first came around in like Mortal Kombat Four. Um, okay. Natara was in maybe Deception, either Deception okay. or Deadly Alliance. I don't remember which one, but it was during the shitty. This, the shitty four-directional Mortal Kombats. Yeah, um, Melina and one of your favorite characters, Cabal. To me, um, this was the biggest surprise in the movie. I was not expecting to see Cabal. Um, and I, Cabal is a problem. In the video games, Cabal is a problem. He's the character you don't want people to use because yeah. he's got so many different ways to fuck you up. But I've always liked Cabal because he's such a unique-looking character. Mm-hmm. And they did a really, like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, wow, he looks just like I wanted him to look. So, biggest surprise for me to the mo- in the movie was was getting was seeing Cabal. Yeah, and then I really like Cabal. Um, I didn't expect him to have any lines, but he did. And he's the outworld version of Kano. He has yeah. great low liners. He's talking mad shit. And um, he lets Shang Tsung know that he can get him to flip. He can get him to trade. He's a piece of shit. So, um he has a heavy NY accent, New York accent. Yeah. Um, and we see Goro shadow, but we don't get to see Goro here. Yeah. Um, Cabal goes to Kano. Gets, he, he tells him, you know, you can make a radical money over here. Fuck these guys. Kano's with it. So he decides to let them in. Um, Cole and his family are at home. They're chilling. They hear a noise. At the temple, Shang and his gang of baddies show up. Kano reveals that he switched sides. He's with them now. 
and Goro comes out of Cole's garage and beats the shit out of him. Beats the dog shit out of Cole. The the, the, the living dog shit out of Cole. <laughs> um, shout out to, I wanted to take a quick second. Shout out to my old boss, Myra. Um, she was an older lady. She was thick as fuck, but she used to rock the Goro ponytail. Sometimes she'd just come in with the Goro ponytail on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She she would have a bob one day, but then she had the Goro ponytail the next day. Shout out to Myra, man. Myra <laughs> knew she should have let me get in there back in the day, but that's cool. Um, but shout out to Myra, man. Shout out to Myra with the shout out to Myra and the rest of y'all ladies who rock the Goro ponytail. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't I, mind. I like. <laughs> I like seeing Goro. I like seeing Goro. There was a couple of shots where Goro, to me, looked like... He just looked like a beige Hulk with two extra arms. Yeah, I thought he looked a little greenish in some some shots. To me, it was the the CG on the face was a little off once in a while. He looked like... Like, if you watch Endgame, Hulk in the Endgame, like when he's in Hulk mode, looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch the first Avengers movie from 2012, you're like, oh, man, this Hulk looks like some bullshit sometimes. So Goro, to me, in this one, looked a little hulky with two extra arms, but still, hands down, better than the old animatronic Goro from the first movie. All right. Okay. I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, this is an awesome fight sequence that we have. We have... Yes. Action is going on between all of the characters. So we have Cole and getting his ass beat by Goro. Um Melina and Sonya are fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Cabal steals the show. Here he he's fighting Liu Kang, and his his shit is really awesome. It's just like the game. He's running around fast as hell. He's talking shit while he's doing it until we see an awesome sequence from Kung Lao. <laughs> Kung Lao throws his hat at Shang Tsung. He he dodges it very cool and calmly. And then Natara comes in, and um, instead of being shook, being the G he was, Kung Lao just kind of chilled out, found this chi, and was able to turn the tables on her rather quickly. <laughs> yeah, he he reenacts, in my opinion, the best fatality in Mortal Kombat history. Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, so let's finish up the scene. Um, Natara flies. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Natara flies in. Mm-hmm. Kung Lao unleashes all of the chi that he has bottled up, jumps on her back, and drives her straight into his razor hat, which is now spinning on the ground like a like a table saw. Yeah, and that made me wonder, like, what kind of cutting edge technology did they use for this? Yeah! And Certainly I also not wondered. The... Go ahead, certainly not what. Certainly not the cutting-edge technology they used on Jax's bullshit arms. No, definitely not. But <laughs> what kind of cutting-edge technology did they use on that? And also, you know, it really showed me Natara's half the woman that Sonya and Melina both are. <laughs> I'm going to put a stinger in right there. <laughs> I'm going to put a stinger in right there. And then I'm going to... I'm going to cut this part out. <laughs> oh, man. I was wondering how many I would have to. I, I'm, like, I'm glad you caught it because I really only had two lined up. But I was wondering how many it would take. I was I was scrambling to get a third one in there. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it out now. Um, 
yeah, Kong Lao, Kong Lao kind of steals the scene with that. He says fatality afterwards. Cole is still getting his ass whooped, and his wife, like a real ride or die bitch, grabs an axe and attacks Goro, a big ass, eight foot tall, forearm thing. But she still attacks him. Um, he eats it. He eats the axe blow, and he goes to kill them. Yeah. This is when Cole finds his Arcana, which is a really whack one that I really don't understand at all. Yeah, so let me break this down. Cole's Arcana is essentially he gets a gold version of Thor's t-shirt okay. that extends out of his daughter's friendship bracelet. So like if you re- if you notice that's where his t- his Thor's t-shirt starts. It starts at his friendship bracelet and then goes up his arm and down his body. Um another power that his that his bullshit superpowers has is is a rip off from Black Panther where like his- he's He's able to blows. absorb the energy from his enemies and then unleash it. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. So I every time he gets hit, it. it's like storing up all that red stuff. And then he's able to refocus that energy into his attack, which was oh, done okay. way better in, in Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah. But see, they can't let that. us have nothing. No, hell no. You know what I'm saying? No. Can't let us and have his, shit. They can't, bro. But, you know. Um yeah, I, I wasn't really feeling that, dog. Like, I wasn't feeling his little power. But anyway, he, he gets some power. He breaks one of Goro's arms, which Goro just kind of easily pops back into place. Yeah, he resets. just resets it. I was like, I don't. I mean, like, even if you pop it back in, I think that arm is fucked. But he was still able to use it and kind of beat his ass for a little bit longer. And then, yeah. Um, but Cole turns the tables and he's able to defeat Goro. He stabs him through the eye. It's pretty cool. He um, cuts off his He cuts kills off his the hand. shit. He kills the yeah. shit out of Goro. He cuts one of his... He leaves him with nine fingers instead of 12. Mm-hmm. Then he guts him, but not across the guts, like from gut to lung. Vertically, yeah. And then stabs him in the face through the head the with eye. like a nightstick. Yeah, like through his eye, out the back of his head with a nightstick. And with just fucks Goro all up. Yeah, his shit is all fucked up. <laughs> um. So, Jack's is he gains his arcana by saving Sonya. His arms kind of look like they do in the game. They get a little better. Yeah, um, this I, is... I, I, I don't love them, but they're still all right. I do. I loved them. This this made okay. me... So if his, if his chicken wings, if his metal chicken wings before made me feel duped, this one made me feel better. We Yeah, Jax's arms transform. They do like a little Iron Man maneuver and scroll mm-hmm. down his arms. And now he has arms that make CP3O's dick hard. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I'm. We're gonna stop that there, though. <laughs> oh, you can talk about Melina's toothy, acidic vagina. <laughs> you want to stop me question. at CP3O's member? It was a question, bro. It was okay. a question. It's for science, it's research purposes. Okay, not my personal use yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Raiden calls Cole back, and he goes. I'm not sure if I would go back. I'd be like, fuck you, Raiden. Like, but I guess you kind of have to at this point. He goes back. Yeah, you got your arcana. You wouldn't have it if it wasn't for them. So This is a fact. Um, when Raiden tries to get them out of there, Sub-Zero hits Cole, knocks him out. Kung Lao goes to save Cole, and Shang Tsung pulls him in 
and sucks his soul. Cabal mentions that he loves to scream right before somebody gets their soul sucked. So I wanted to ask you, Marcus. Oh, shit. <laughs> Marcus. Yes. Sorry, Marcus. Do you yep. scream when you get your soul snatched? When I get my soul snatched or when I get do my you, soul sucked? Do you know the term? Do you know that term? The soul, the soul snatching? No. That it, it would be what you would equate to getting your soul sucked. Okay. So, yes, when you get your soul sucked, you get your soul snatched. When, when, a, when, when a woman would, would fellace you. <laughs> a woman would fellace you to until until orgasm and continue going. Yes, would you scream. Yes, yes. Would your scream sound like Kung Lao's? I don't think it would. It was hard to hear. It was hard to hear Kung Lao scream because, like in this scene, they did the typical like they panned to Liu Kang and he's doing the typical like I really was. This was a miss for me, this part, because Liu Kang does the slow motion, no, like during the scene where he's getting his soul sucked. So I don't think it would be like Kung Lao scream. It would probably be more like Liu Kang scream, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Raiden transports everybody to the void, all the good guys to the void, um, where they're safe. And Cole devises a plan to take out all of the baddies. Mm-hmm. Raiden transports everybody to, to places to fight again. And this is another simultaneous fight scene. But it works for me. I actually enjoyed this one. Um, it's a lot of callbacks to the game. Jax fights General Reiko on the bridge mm-hmm. from... I might maybe start in Mortal Kombat 2. Um, and he he. there's a question I have for you on this that you might have picked up that I didn't. Reiko goes to hit Jax with the hammer. Jax mm-hmm. grabs the hammer and he squeezes the hammer. And Reiko's like in pain from it. I don't understand what happened there. I was trying to see if he jabbed it back into his stomach or if he was twisting it. But he wasn't twisting it. He's just holding and squeezing it. And Reiko yeah. like gets hurt at the end of it for some reason. I, I didn't understand it. Did you understand? Yeah, it? I couldn't tell. Maybe, may, maybe Reiko. Excuse me. Maybe Reiko was like straining with muscles trying to pull the hammer away. Maybe, or he maybe got he's trying to push it forward. Shit. Something or he got a, a sliver. Yeah. Oh shit! He got a splinter. Okay. Yeah. I'll take splinter. Yeah. I'll take I'll that. Take I'll take that answer. Splinter's good. That'll make it me is painful. That'll make me. I'll be like ah, ah, got splinter. That'll make right? me yell I got my soul snatched. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, Jax defeats him on the bridge, and he does his fatality, which was a little disappointing for me because I was when I saw the stage, I was expecting him to uppercut him off of the bridge onto the Into spikes the below. Yeah. How did you feel about that? I felt great about it. You still I felt liked great it? about it. So yeah, so like the 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 scene the 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 cut of Jax from behind bringing his arms back before the clap was was in the red band trailer, but they so I knew that fatality was coming, but unlike unlike when Jax gets his arms snapped off in the beginning, 
they show that in the tra- in the Red Band trailer, and that seeing it in the movie, like it kind of stole some. The trailer kind of stole some of that thunder from me. So when it actually happened in the movie, I was like, "Oh shit, they actually did it!" But part of that wow factor was gone because I had seen it in the Red Band trailer. Yeah, that um, didn't affect me at all. I was still my mind was still blown. But this one here, I knew the fatality was going to be in there. I just didn't know they were going to go all the way with brains and shit running down Reiko's shoulders once it was over. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, that was pretty dope. We get to see a couple of fatalities during this uh, fight sequence. We see Liu Kang's. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. A fire dragon was summoned. Yeah. Um, I thought it was more like an a- animality. No, that, that's his fatality. It's, it's pretty lame. His animality, like a real dragon comes. And it eats your ass. Yeah. So, you know, the, the dragon, the fire dragon was cool. Sonya kind of performs a fate. It's a fatality, but I don't remember her having this as a fatality. Do you remember this? I remember her kiss of death where she mm-hmm. blows a kiss and sets you on fire. I don't remember yeah. her post, her little wrist post joint, like blowing a hole through anybody. Do you remember that? Oh, it might be the, in there oh, somewhere. You're talking about. You're talking about. I want to. I want to talk about the Kano versus Sonya first. Okay. Um. So so Kano gets paired off with Sonya and they're fighting in her trailer. And this scene, I got a lot of vi- I got a lot of the yeah. bride versus Ellie Driver vibes in this movie, and yeah. I respect it. I see what you're doing, and I I respect it. Yeah. Yeah, good call out to to probably my favorite movie ever, Kill Bill. Um, yeah, now it's a good. Yeah, it's very a lot of vibes from it. Great fight scene. All the fight scenes in this movie were amazing. All of them. And this this fight scene, I loved because it it reinforced that 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 style that Sonya has, which is kind of like that close quarters, very fast Brazilian jiu jitsu joint lock beat the shit out of you sort of shit. Um, and then it just again highlighted um, the actors, the actors' dedication to learning how to how to accurately portray that fighting on screen. And Kano's too. Kano's was a lot of brute strength. He has a, he has a move where he like picks her up and slams her into the ceiling. Yeah, that made me oh shit the first time we watched it. So like slammed yeah, a hole I, I like in the that. ceiling. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I like that man. Um, so yeah, I don't remember if that was Sonya's fatality. Or just a move. I thought it was just her move, but it might have been a fatality in one of the games that I didn't play. So, so, so first, because Sonya doesn't have an Arcana yet, um, Sonya kills. Sonya uses the Garden Gnome, yep, and st- stabs Kano in the eye and kills him. And then she absorbs uh, Kano's Dragon Mark, and yes. she finds her Arcana hella fast. By the oh, time yeah. she comes to Outworld, she's already got it. Melina at this point. Has transformed and her whole face opens up to like this Roatif. Mm-hmm. Are you still getting that squish from Melinda? Look, bro, I'm gonna keep the... it real with you, okay? <laughs> Listen, that's on the front, not the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna kiss or nothing, you know what I'm saying? We're just gonna turn it around, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna do a little. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, why not, man? I had a a couple ugly girls in my day. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
You don't act like you ain't never had a night creeper that you can't, you can't let, you know, she kind of like a vampire. When the sun come up, you got to be out of there, bro. Like, she got to be out of there. You got to be out of there, too. It can't be, you know what I'm saying? No, no face, no case. I've jumped no on case. a couple grenades. I've jumped on a couple yeah, grenades you know from, from friends, yeah. friends that should still owe me favors. Yeah, motherfucker, pay up. At least just listen to the podcast for us. This is the there you go. You do, there you go. Um, All right. So, yeah, Sonia, Sonia at this point comes back, saves Cole from Melina mm-hmm. with the with the ring burst through the chest. Mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't like this. This bothered me that I, I feel like I didn't get to see enough Melina action. And she was just done out by a regular ass move like we've seen motherfuckers get hit with fireballs get hit with ice balls get hit with uh kung lao's razor hat and they just eat that shit melina takes one ring blast to the back and it's it's over i was more upset about kung lao dying I f- yeah i was very annoyed by that i really wanted more kung lao he was awesome in this movie so um but that's okay sub-zero shows up at cole's house um and then he shows up where Cole is, and he shows him his daughter's bracelet, the friendship bracelet that you just referenced. He freezes mm-hmm. that shit and crushes it and lures Cole to go fight him. And it's back at the gym. He has his wife and his daughter frozen inside the octagon. He Sub-Zero lures him back with the dickish face I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I just crushed your bracelet. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me if if you really want to know what's going on. So yeah, he he goes back. They they get back to the gym. They, they're frozen inside the octagon. Um, sub beats the shit out of Cole, real quick. Which is, yes, yeah. It's no, ongoing, I'm saying he beats yeah. the shit out of him real quick. Real, make easy work of him. It's it's an ongoing theme throughout the movie that I kind of I caught it on this part and I was like, damn, like. Cole just gets his ass beat all movie, and he gets, that's how he's introduced to us as a guy that just gets his ass beat. So I kind of <laughs> like that. Um, he uses, he finds that he has Hanzo's blade, yeah. and when he pulls it on him, Sub takes it from him, and then he looks at it, and he says, Hanzo's blade. Like, he remembered Hanzo's blade from 400 years ago. This wasn't even his main weapon. This was a gardening tool that he turned into a weapon. Yeah. Real quick in their fight, right? So is this behind Sub Zero's crowning achievement of his life is killing Hanzo? I mean, Hanzo Hisashi is referenced multiple times as probably the greatest ninja to ever walk the earth, and that is a notch on Bihan's belt. So I'm sure, I'm sure can, he's going to remember every little bit of that fight. Can he be the greatest ninja? Bihan marked him. Um. Well, Bihan is Chinese, so technically he's he can't be a ninja. Oh, he speaks he, Chinese still. Uh, he speaks Japanese still. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm with it. Um, so he tries to he tries to stab Cole with it. Cole grabs it with his hand, cuts him. It bleeds out fire, summoning Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Um. Sub and Scorpion fight, and this, Marcus, is easily my favorite fight scene in the entire movie. This might be my favorite fight scene of my entire life. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't even it's, know where to start. It's, I mean, I think it's kind of funny 
the the only thing that I kind of chuckled at is like in the very beginning of the movie with with Hanzo and Bihan fighting each other. Bihan is speaking Chinese, Hanzo is speaking Japanese, and Bihan says something, and and Hanzo's response is, "I may not know what you're saying, but you will remember my face." Something or something along those lines. When 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 Hanzo comes back as Scorpion. His first words are in English, get over here. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny as well. I was like, oh shit, like he don't he, he don't he don't know no English, but he knows get over here. But, but it works. Fuck but it. He, but but this is the thing though, bro. This is why I don't have a problem with it. He's been in hell for four hundred years. So you you know, no matter how I don't give a fuck how much of a badass you are and how much you're on a revenge mission. You made some friends, bro. Like, so yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, and, and niggas taught him some shit. Like, he probably Inter- knows fuck and shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like, the curse words in English, too. Interdepartmental drinks were shared. Look, I'll tell you this. Most people I meet from different cultural backgrounds, the first thing I ask them is, how do I curse? Oh, yeah, definitely. Language. And the first thing we teach them is how to curse. So, yeah. I, I know how to say I know how to say fuck you in probably like nineteen different languages right now. So so there you go. So I don't have a problem with that. But um no, this is my favorite fight scene in the movie. Uh tons of callbacks to the game. Mm-hmm. Um multiple different generations of the game too. Yeah, and and so many different things. The best three hit combo of the movie were sub punches Scorpion. No, he he stabs him, catches the blood coming out of his back. Mm. freezes the blood stabs him with that ice the blood ice dagger and then creates an ice wall and throws him through it that was amazing greatest three-hit combo in the movie um, i don't know man i don't know man i'm a i'm a bigger fan i was a really big fan of uh i was a really big fan of scorpion his sword was stuck in the floor and then he he won two he won two pieces sub-zero and then uses the the chain kunai to throw him across the floor into the into blade the of the sword, sword. i was like oh that shit. Was like and then the he four, that was that a and then he though? used the kunai to snatch the sword out of the floor and caught it wasn't that a four hit combo though i think it might have been a five see so i, I was just a three piece bro Don't, killer you know combo you know <laughs> yeah that combo was definitely longer so um no that this is a great fight scene um, we see the ice clone from Sub Zero, a move that I used a ton of times. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this got an audible. This got well. We were watching this movie together. This that that got the ice clone, and then Scorpion doing the spinning drop kick towards the ice clone. That got a oh shit out of both of us at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, Cold and Scorpion end up teaming up to take Sub down. Mm-hmm. Scorpion ends up performing his fatality, finally getting revenge after 400 years. A quick note, he takes his mask off, and they must have some good Beijing down in hell because his mustache is a lot darker. His beard is a little darker. It doesn't mm-hmm. look longer. It just looks dark. It's a little wispy <laughs> at the beginning. So I think he got the Carlos Boozer special. Um, you know what I'm saying? But this shit is a lot darker. The whole gym is iced over still after... Uh, he kills Sub-Zero, and Raiden shows up to congratulate everybody. He has a new list of champions and people to find. Um, the bookie 
asked Cole to fight again. He says he's going to Hollywood. They show a poster of Johnny Cage. Mm-hmm. And that is the end of the movie. Yeah, highly. A lot of sequel setup. Um, I love it. Um, and and highly pointing at if if there if the sequel does get released, that we will see Johnny Cage in the next movie. Question for you: Who do you want to see play Johnny Cage? I thought about this, bro. I thought about this, so I don't. It. I definitely. I'll definitely take an, an actor with no name or that has played in scarce roles like most of these guys. Okay. That is good in the martial arts field. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But um, I think a good... I think he's too old now and he's a little too thick. But I would have thought Rob Van Dam would have been a really good Johnny Cage. But I think he's <laughs> a little too old now. But Rob Van Dam would be good. I don't know if he's a good actor at all. But I don't really have anybody on the list. Do you have anybody on the list? I do. I don't know if they'll... It'll have to be a passion project because I don't know if they could pay this guy. Okay. Um, especially if the budget for this movie was only $50 million. I don't know if they'd be able to pay him. So it would have to be something that was a passion project. I would. I think Ryan Reynolds would kill it as Johnny Cage. Oh, yeah. He's Whoa. got the... He's got the physicality, he's got yeah. the sense of humor, and we've seen him in, in the Wolverine movie and in the Deadpool movies. He can do the martial arts. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think I think he would kill Johnny Cage. No, this, that's a great yeah, that's a great recommendation, actually. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good one. Yeah, that's all that I don't yeah, I don't have anybody lined up, but that I'm gonna take I'm gonna go with you on that. Let's okay. Let's 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 DM him. Yeah, let's shout out. Ryan Reynolds. Shout out Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Check us out, man. Hit, yeah. hit us up. Um, all right. So I had a couple quick hitters for you. Favorite fight scene? Was it the Sub Zero Scorpion fight scene? Look, I'm already on record as saying that's my the favorite my favorite fight scene of my entire life. Like okay. ever since I was a kid, my favorite ever since I was a kid playing Mortal Kombat, my favorite fights to play were always when I would pick Scorpion and somebody else pick Sub-Zero. Even me and you now, almost 30 years later, when we play, when a new Mortal Kombat comes out and the first time we play each other, I pick Sub-Zero, or I pick Scorpion, you pick Sub-Zero. And it's always my favorite. So seeing that played out with those visual effects, with those actors and that caliber of choreography, it was it was everything I wanted it to be. And the fight scene was actually looked like one of our matches, like... Scorpion was on the offensive that whole fight. Yeah. So it was doing a lot of defensive encountering. Like it was a good it's good. Did Still you have a favorite character? Did you have a favorite character in the movie? Um yeah, yeah. I th- I think I think we're both in agreement that Kano absolutely stole this movie. Stole the show, bro. The whole the whole movie. But I will um, say I will say visually during the fight scenes, um my favorite fighter to watch was actually Cabal. He's a very interesting player. He's a very unique character, and they did a really good job at moving his move set to the to the big screen. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. All right. Um, what about you? Or are we both on the same with with? Uh, we're both on the same with Kano. Definitely Kano for me in the movie. Okay. Um, who I like to watch fight was probably Kung Lao. Mm-hmm. Um, just because yeah, it was so it. it was so close, he it. and then. Um, do you have a favorite game in the franchise? Yeah, I do. Um, a lot of respect to a lot of respect to the guys at NetherRealm Studios. Um, their rebirth of Mortal Kombat. So they did a reboot of Mortal Kombat with Mortal Kombat Nine. Um, April is actually the 
10 year anniversary since the release of Mortal Kombat 9. So that one was really good, but for my personal taste and fit and, and choice, I Mortal Kombat X is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I, I think I probably have to go with you. Nine has a great story, a superior story, the best story in any Mortal Kombat. Ten, me and you played a lot of that one together. Mm-hmm. So that's probably that'll probably be my favorite one. And, and ten had I, Jason. Yeah, ten had Jason for Ten had me, Jason so. Voorhees. And there's there's no better killer yeah. than Jason Voorhees. Um I don't think this will spoil it too much if you if you think I don't think it because the other ones, you know. Do you have a favorite movie in the franchise? I didn't get real deep into all the extra, like all the extra. If it didn't get a big Oh, no, I just mean the big releases. Yeah, as far as the big releases, as far as the big releases, this one is my favorite. favorite. Prior to this one coming out, like I said, Annihilation was absolute trash. I will never watch it again, ever. Yeah. Um, And then... The first one is is the first one I I watched all the time because it was the only Mortal Kombat movie that was available. I yeah, this is easily my favorite one. One is my second favorite. Mm-hmm. After this, that's not saying a lot, but this would be, that would be my second favorite. Um, and then, real quick, do you have any high uh, highs about the movie <clears throat> or lows about the movie? Yeah, so I I'll I'll kind of I'll kind of summarize it all in this. Well, actually, For, you know what? I think we should save that to the final question. You let's can summarize do it then. All right, let's do that. All right, you have a dope anecdote or a memory that you want to share? It don't have to be an anecdote this time. It could just be a memory or something. No, I'm because I, I don't think we have as... any experience fighting in a tournament for our realm to be safe. <laughs> yeah, no anec- no anecdotes there, um, but. This um this movie was like a dream come true for me. Like from the cuz the Mortal Kombat franchise is one of those things that like almost every year there's some sort of news article about some studio or some writer or producer trying to get a reboot of the Mortal Kombat franchise pushed. So when I heard about this Mortal Kombat franchise being re- or this Mortal Kombat movie coming out I didn't put a lot of stock into it because I thought it was just going to be another, another heartbreak when it, when it doesn't come to fruition. But when I saw that trailer, that's when it became real. And I sent you the red band trailer. And I think I attached in the, in the text, 12 year old me is, is excited right now. So, um, and, and the reason that the reason I got so excited was this brought forward all of those times sitting in the arcade, um, and it and it made it all of those times ha- having people over at my house playing the game, um, all of the time we spent playing the game, all the conversations we have about playing the game. Um, so all of that came forward for me. What about okay. you? Yeah, this was a great piece of nostalgia more than anything for me. Um, I it brought back memories of the first movie and how excited I was about it. Mm-hmm. And it also, I remember that. And I remember, like, the first time, like, the first time we see Scorpion and Sub-Zero in the movie, I was, like, a little shook. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, shit, like, what's about to happen? <laughs> I knew it wasn't a horror movie, but I was just kind of, like, the anticipation was crazy. Um, the other thing is, I was really just happy that they didn't go 
kitty on this. That's what they did with the first couple of movies. Like, yeah, you know, they they went really kitty, and 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 that's this game has never been about kitty shit. It's a video game, so it's, I guess it's targeted to kids or whatever. But this is a very mature video game. So, yeah, this um, is this is the game that created the board, like the the um, like the the need for mature audiences only. This is the game yeah. that was responsible for that. Yeah. So, so I. Yeah, so I, I I like that. So that's about that's about all I got. Um, all right. So Marcus, Mortal Kombat, a movie that we a game franchise that we both have immense love for in our hearts. It's released April sixteenth, twenty twenty one. We both watched it on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. You've watched it multiple times. Given the opportunity to see this film again, you watch it or not? Nah? I'm watching. I'm watching. My, um, I think the I've I've read a lot of reviews. Um, I've had I've had people reach out um, with their reviews and ask me what I thought about it. And um, I think the bit I think the the reviews the reviews and the feedback that I'm hearing of people who didn't like it. Nine out of ten of those people all walked into it with expectations. Oh, I hope it's I hope it's a retelling of this, or I hope it follows this this canon, or I hope it follows the MK9 story. Um, I let all of that go. I just wanted to see what the movie was going to do, and I wanted it to entertain the child in me, entertain the same person who got excited um, at that Mortal Kombat commercial in 1992. And because of the fact that I threw all of that out, I didn't. I purposefully didn't look for any extra information after I saw the trailer. Um, I was able to just sit back and take the movie in. I was a hundred percent entertained. I was a hundred percent happy as a, as a fan of the franchise. Um, and in the conversation, the small conversation we had after watching the movie, um, it satisfied me in a very, um, 1980s popcorn movie sort of way. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was so it was, there's a little bit of cheese. There's a little bit of corny, but it was the right type of cheesy and corny for my taste. Um, if there was anything negative, I would say about this movie, it would be that, um, I think it was a little bit of a mistake to make an original character, the protagonist and not, and, and, and make that the focus, make that original characters, um, experience the focus of the movie telling device, as opposed to, build up the the franchise the same way that the games did with a very intricate story um and and stuff like that i think the biggest failure was the storytelling is where they took all the shortcuts but everything that was on screen was was perfect for me okay Okay. so i'm watching all right kurt yo mortal kombat April 23rd, 2001 on HBO Max. If given the opportunity to watch this movie again, you watching or not? I'm absolutely watching this movie again. This is a good movie. I love this movie. Um, I I don't think that it's even like the best movie. You know what I'm saying? It's a good movie. But the nostalgia for me, the pacing was excellent. Like, I'm a I'm a chronic sleeper during movies. Like if you hit a, a lull, I'm out. I'm knocked out. But I stayed awake through two watches, and I watched it on consecutive days, which I never do. Right. I would never watch a movie consecutive days, and I did, and I enjoyed it both times, man. Um, mm-hmm. 
everything about this movie was great. I really liked the special effects work. Um, I had a conversation with somebody leading up to it, and they asked what I was most excited about. And I was saying that the leap in technology should allow some yeah. good special effects work, and it, they did not disappoint me at all. Yeah. The, all of the ice shit was cool. The fire shit was cool, but I thought the ice shit was the best in the movie. The blood was awesome. Um, no, it, this was just a good movie, man. Like, you know, it was some cheesy spots, but it's going to be, it's a movie, you know? Yeah. And so it's going to be some cheesy spots. The humor was there. One of the best fighting movies I've ever seen. The fighting in the movie. This is what we, this is what I was talking about with Boogie. If you guys don't know what I mean, go back, check out episode 10 of you watching or not, where we discuss Boogie, a story about an Asian American basketball player trying to make it to the NBA on all streaming platforms. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, but this is what I was talking about with Boogie. Boogie's around basketball, but the basketball was some bullshit. This yeah. movie has great lore. The game has great lore, but at the end of the day, it's a fighting game. And yeah. we got a shitload of fights, and all of the fights looked awesome. So yeah. I was with it, bro. Like, I yeah, this game, no, I, this game, this movie definitely gets a pass from me. I'll definitely be watching it again, uh, especially when I'm bored. Quick shout-outs to... Uh, to also on the lead up to this in my anticipation, I watched the animated film Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. That's also on HBO Max. If you're a Mortal Kombat fan, check it out. I told you to check it out. I don't think you had time to yet. I but, haven't, um, but I got no kids tonight and I will be going to it. All right. So yeah, um check that out too. If if you guys are into Mortal Kombat like we are. I, I enjoyed that. That was actually way better than I thought. And hot take here, better than the first trilogy of movies. Okay. Okay. I'm interested to check it out. Um, I did want to touch on the special effects. Like I was so wowed by the jump in technology and how the special effects were presented. Um, that both, no, all three times that I watched the movie because of how popular the movie is and how many people are watching it right now, I could not progress past 1080p. Really? Yeah. And I didn't want to try watching it on my 4K DVR because the compression rates and the 4K transfers are always like shitty and muddy and the contrast isn't there. So I'm actually excited for the popularity of this movie to kind of die down a little bit so that the demand on, on the HBO Max network isn't so high that I could actually go back, rewatch it in full 4K and see what's really there. Yeah, I might even, this might be one where I would buy the... Uh... The, the UHD Blu-ray because they might take it off the streaming service for it. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent here and there. So like, th- no, this is good, man. I enjoyed this. This is this is one of my more enjoyable watches recently in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. So hell yeah, I like it. All right, man. Um, I think that kind of brings everything to an end. Full sir. Oh, real quick, I did want to touch on this. If you guys don't want to hear about this nerd shit, you can turn us off now. But Marcus, real quick, so. I did do a tiny bit of research because I'm I'm the Mortal Kombat lore guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I was foggy, so I refreshed my memory. Bihan is Sub-Zero in the first game only. Yes. He dies in the first game at the hands of Scorpion. He finally gets his revenge after 400 years. His yes. little brother, whose name I forgot, takes over and poses as Sub-Zero to yes. enter the tournament to kill Scorpion for killing his brother. But then yes. he finds out that his brother killed Scorpion's family. And he's like, oh, yes. I ain't with that shit. And now his brother comes back as Noob Saibot. Yes. That's behind. And then they kind of feud throughout the, the rest of the series. And Noob Sub-Zero and Scorpion are kind of cool. Like they make amends. They have a peace treaty and shit. Yes. And then Sub-Zero from there is 
more he's neutral, but he's more on the good side. Scorpion's neutral, more on the good side. Yeah. But in the first game, yes, that that so the the behind that we saw the sub zero we saw behind is just the evil motherfucker. And he continues to get more evil. And I hope that Noob Sidebot is in the second. Oh, man. That would be crazy. He's one of my favorite characters. He's also in the new Mortal Kombat that you haven't tried out yet. We got to try it, bro. Like, But I did download Mortal Kombat 10 so we can play. Next time you're free. Yeah. I, I mean, we both... I think we both done Ben had MKX. Yeah. So I re-downloaded it, but I bought 11 for us. So we, Oh, did you? I'm saying. I Ben bought it, and I told you I a long never, time ago. I you were like, yeah, I've never played it. I know. I, I told you. I was like, you know, let's try. You were like, I'm not. It, it's a different. It's a different fighting engine. I don't. I don't want to learn it. And I was like, all right. I just left it alone. So I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's how that one went down. You know, that's exactly how it went, bro. <laughs> but it's cool. <laughs> but yeah. That, all right. So that's the, that. That brings everything full circle. That's definitely the end. Now, did you have anything else you need to throw in there, brother? No, nah, man. Um, I I got a couple of ideas for for our next one. Um. I don't really know which which way we want to go with it, but if you held my feet to the fire, I might I might come up with an answer. All right. Well, I, no, we could keep them in suspense for a little bit. Um, listeners, if you have any input feedback on this, please let us know. You can follow us at You Watching Podcast um, on Instagram. Send us a DM. I'll put our email in the show notes. I don't think none of y'all will email us, but I'll still put it in there for you. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, also, please give me some feedback if you think, just in case, hypothetically speaking, in the rare event that we're ever invaded by Outworld and Melina's still packing that wagon, let me know if she has a decidic cooch with teeth in it, y'all, so I can know what how to proceed going forward. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a dragon mark, so she might have mercy on my soul. And she might think your boy's cute. My beard's coming in pretty nice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so give us some feedback on that uh feel free and until next time y'all i'm kurt i'm marcus this has been you watching or not we'll catch y'all later peace y'all